Thanks for joining me. I've got my friend Andy Storch here with us today. I am so excited to dive in with Andy today, and I think you are going to walk away with a gajillion ideas, just like I do every time I chat with him. So Andy, thanks so much for being here. Valerie, thank you so much for having me on. I'm honored and I appreciate it. I always love talking with you, and I know we're going to have a great conversation today. Yeah. So one of the things that is really unique about Andy, um, as opposed to other you know, a lot of times I talk with marketing people who are like in marketing and do it for other people, uh, whether it's like some specialty within marketing or they're a generalist or whatever. But Andy has uh, a specialty in the career talent development space. He works a lot with corporate folks. Um, he works a lot with individuals. He's written an amazing book. I'm going to let him share more about that here in a second, but he does a really great job of telling that story to his audience. He's really proactive about uh, getting the book and the projects that he's working on into uh, people's you know, stratosphere. So I was really excited to have Andy come and share some of his insights um, because you know, recently he shared some really fun you know, tactical things of how he gets in front of people in the corporate space to help promote his trainings and his consulting and all of that. And as a marketer, I walked away from that with, with a bunch of just reminders, but also some new ideas of like, wow, I never thought about that. So I'm really excited to have you here, Andy. Well, thank you, you Valerie. I, you know, I'm not a marketer. I haven't worked in the field of marketing, but I run my own business as an author, speaker, consultant, et cetera. And I am obsessed with the idea of marketing and self-promotion yeah. and getting your name out there because I know that's how you grow a business in this day and age. Yeah, well, and you do a really good job of it. So um, I'm really excited to have you kind of share a little bit about what's worked for you maybe and what's maybe not worked that you've tried and you decided to scrap. So, um, but before we dive too far, why don't you tell people a little bit about your book, a little bit about some of your programs, the training that you do, because it's pretty unique. Yeah, definitely. So there's a couple different uh, parts of my business. My book is called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. And I really specialize in working with companies and organizations to grow or improve engagement and retention by helping their people take ownership of their careers. Uh, the book is designed to help people stop drifting and really take ownership of their career, take control of their future. And um, I do a lot of that in companies through speaking. I do a lot of keynote speaking. Uh, most of it's been virtual over the last couple of years. And I also have an online course and a training program that I run in companies as well. That's the main Part of my business and it's all focused on this mission of helping more people own their careers. I also do a lot of work in the talent development space as you mentioned. I've got a podcast called the Talent Development Hot Seat and I run a membership community called the Talent Development Think Tank. I hosted a conference a couple of years ago that turned into this online community uh, that has over 100 members who pay uh, on our annual or monthly basis to be part of this community, to connect with each other. We bring in guest speakers and stuff like that all around this idea of talent development. Um, and then, you know, I do a few other little things here and there, some coaching. I have another podcast I started in the NFT space called My NFT Journey, uh, just to kind of share my journey and passion and fascination with that space. And uh, as you and I were talking before we started recording, you know, entrepreneurs, you do all kinds of little things, uh, but the main focus and mission is on helping more people take ownership of their careers, working with large companies and speaking and training and uh, getting the book and the message in front of more people, which is where the marketing comes in handy. Yeah. So what do you, when, when you're talking with people, what do you, how do you define owning your career? What does that mean? 
Yeah. So owning your career means taking full responsibility for everything going on in your career and your life. You could kind of treat your career like it's a business. You know, the buck stops with you. Lots of different things could be happening uh, around you. And there are certainly many things that are outside of our control, whether it be your boss or the economy or, you know, company leadership, politics, et cetera. Uh, but it's about really focusing on the things that are within your control, how you show up, the type of work you take on. Uh, and then take, you know, uh, in addition to taking full responsibility, it's setting a vision, having an idea of where you want to go with your career and not waiting for other people to tell you what to do because so many people, one of the big reasons why I wrote the book, so many people are drifting through their careers, they're operating in reaction mode, they're waiting for other people to tell them what to do, whether it be their manager or their parents or somebody else. And it's about taking control of that, um, taking the initiative to set those goals, um, get clarity on a future, a, a vision for where you want to go in the future, taking action towards that, and then doing things to help set yourself up for future success which we can go into. That's kind of the middle section of my book, which includes investing in continuous learning, uh, building your network and building your personal brand. You know, before we hit record, we kind of were talking about this because uh, a lot of people that like as a business owner, you're, you're regularly thinking about how you show up in the world, what your brand looks like, uh, you know, what your brand is to other people. Um, but I remember before I branched off and started my own business, I never really thought much about how I had a personal brand. You know, mm -hmm. I was working for somebody else. I was getting the paycheck. I, you know, I had this forward thinking of like, you know, this is where I want to be eventually, but I really didn't think about you know, how, you know, there, that there were certain things that I could do. Um, and whether I liked it or not, I had a personal brand. Yeah. It's just a matter of how intentional I was with it. So I wonder, yeah. you know, what do you see with people? Uh, do you feel like most people realize this? Or do you feel like most people were like I was and just like, they're going and doing the job, they're going and doing the thing but they're not really giving much intentional thought around the personal brand side of things. Yeah, th this is a big um, missing piece for a lot of people out there in the corporate world. You know, for us as entrepreneurs, we've been taught over the last few years, we need to be thinking about our personal brand and this idea of building a personal brand business. Uh, but a lot of people in the corporate space don't think about that yet when it really is essential. It really is something that's very important to help you set yourself up for future success. Because as you mentioned, you know, a personal brand is nothing more than your reputation. It's what people think and say about you, whether you're around or you're not around, most likely when you're not, right? And we all have a brand. We all have a reputation, whether we're intentional about it or not. So my philosophy is we might as well start to be intentional about that. Uh, there are things you can do to build a better brand, to build a reputation um, that will get you more opportunities in the future. And it's not about being fake or inauthentic. I'm, I'm all about authenticity. Um, you want to be yourself. But it's about being thoughtful about how you're showing up in the world and what sort of message or brand you are portraying and what sort of reputation you're creating. Because, you know, as you mentioned, or as I mentioned, like your brand, your reputation is what people say about you when you're not in the room. When you go up for that next promotion or you apply for a job and that conversation is happening about, oh, well, should we hire Valerie or should we not? You're not going to be in the room, right? It's, it's going right. to come down to what do they think about you? And that could be influenced simply by a couple interviews. It could be influenced by work they've done with you. And that is going to be influenced again by how did you show up? How do you treat other people? How well do you collaborate? Are you pleasant to work with? Or are you, you know, kind of standoffish and difficult? And um, people don't think about that enough. 
And it can be impacted just a little bit by having in the back of your mind, um, you know, how am I acting in, in the way that I'm acting today? How is that going to impact my brand? How could this impact my reputation? How am I showing up? What are people going to think of me? Uh, it's a big reason why I try to bring a lot of energy to every interaction that I have, right? Whether it be a podcast interview, a keynote, uh, or just a conversation with a potential new client to bring, uh, to bring positivity, to bring energy. It's all part of my brand and who I want to portray. It's part of who I am, sure. um, but it's also in the back of my mind, like, okay, this is another interaction with, some, with a person who will have some type of thought after this conversation, right? Like, oh, right. I really like talking impression. with him or... I never want to talk to that guy again, right? Like, <laughs> we all have those thoughts after we have interactions and we have conversations with people. Like it's very natural. It's psychological. It's going to happen whether we want to or not. So I think it's important to be thoughtful about how we're approaching all of our interactions, the work that we're doing, the type of work, um, you know, how we're treating others. Uh, and that's all in like what we're doing in real life or in our jobs. But there's also how we interact with people on social media, right? What sort of content do we put out there? I was um, just about to ask you. Yeah, do we do we comment <laughs> and support thing. other people's content? And that, of course, influences our brand. And if you're going out for a new job, you know, you and I are running businesses, right? And we, I create content almost daily on LinkedIn and other places to build my brand for my business. But if even if you're a corporate professional, you think about future jobs. Uh, you know, if you think recruiters and other hiring professionals are not going to go look you up on LinkedIn and see if you've posted any content or comment on other people's spuff stuff, ah, you might be wrong about that. You know, I right. think people are looking at those things and it all ties into building your brand. Yeah, I think I even saw just a friend of mine who's a high school teacher. She just was talking about kind of the ignorance of young professionals who don't realize that the stuff that they're putting out on TikTok, the stuff they're putting out on Instagram, that all of that's searchable as well. Yeah. You know, I think that conversation has been had now for many years. Um, and obviously teenagers are new every day, so they have to be taught that on a regular basis. But, yeah. um, you know, as an, as an adult, we know like, hey, if you're posting pictures of you out doing, you know, illegal stuff or whatever, mm -hmm. like, a recruiter is going to find it. Like if right. I can find it on a quick Google search. Yeah. Arguing about politics, shaming other people, or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just like, oh, I'll be mean online and I'll be nice to people in real life. Like, no, no, no. Someone's going to find that. Exactly. That's the piece though, that it feels more subtle. People don't realize that the, the tone that they put out, the responses they have to things, the comments that they're putting on things like the, yeah. the, if, it, if they're negative, if they're mean, um, that's going to be a huge turnoff. Yeah, uh, for hiring me. Like going beyond that, you know, I, I think a lot of people could say, like, yeah, of course, I know. I'm not going to go like judging, you know, shaming people or, or criticizing people online because I know that can come back to me. But let's talk about the positive things you could be doing. Yes. And I think a lot of people get stuck and say, well, you know, I, I'd like to maybe post something or create some content, but I don't really know what to share. You can be sharing the things that you're learning and the things that you're doing, mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, I just read this interesting article. Or I just listened to Valerie's podcast and here's, you know, with this guy, Andy Storch, and here's three takeaways. I just read this book. Here are my three takeaways. And I see people doing that. And it always, I, I love seeing that because it's, a, it's an opportunity to put content out there. You don't have to create the content, right? It doesn't have to be original. Yeah. Uh, you're putting your spin on it. You're giving recommendations to people in your network who might benefit from listening to that podcast or reading that book or that article. And you're yep. showing that you are someone who is interested in learning about whatever that subject might be. So if you work in marketing and once a week you post 
an article from a marketing journal or something you've read that's yeah. about the latest trends in marketing. And you just do that once a week for the next year. Then yeah. anybody who might be hiring in the future can go back and look at that and say, wow, this woman is very interested in learning and keeping up in the latest trends because she's always reading articles and posting mm -hmm. about them. She is the type of person I want working my organization because I don't want someone who just knows it all because things are changing so fast. I want someone who is endlessly curious and always interested in learning about the latest thing because I know things are going to, I'm going to hire her. Then six months later, the whole industry is going to change. And I need someone who can keep up with that. Not someone who just thinks like, oh, they've already got it all figured out. And so I think you have an opportunity to really showcase your uh, quest for knowledge, your curiosity. Um, and that makes you, you know, look kind of like a thought leader in many people's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's one of those things I've, I've talked about this a lot in marketing over the years and you just touched on it, but like thinking about the, like, what's the subliminal message behind what you're posting? Mm. Um, you know, what you're saying is you're sharing this, you know, these three takeaways or this one thing you learned, yeah. but what it's telling people, the subliminal message is I'm a lifelong learner. Yeah. I read books. I, I read yeah. articles. Look I'm, I'm <laughs> constantly looking out for the new thing. Like you can count on me to be on the, on the cutting edge. So, right. you know, I, I always think about that. Like if I post this, what is it telling people without overtly telling them? Um, and I don't think a lot of people always think that way, but I think, you know, it's not difficult. It just takes a little, little bit of time to just sit back and think, okay, how do I want to be perceived? What is this going to tell people? You know, my personal Facebook, for example, I posted a lot of pictures when we first bought our house and we were doing more projects then we had mm -hmm. kind of slowed down a little bit, yeah. but you know, I'd post pictures of me out, you know, digging in the yard, working on a project, yeah. no makeup, you know, ratty work clothes. Like I was not like, and I wouldn't post necessarily on LinkedIn, but I would yeah. post it on Facebook where I'm friends with a lot of people in my business network. Yeah. And I, I wanted people to understand that like one, I'm a real person, mm -hmm. you know, I, and, but also like, I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. I'm yeah, not afraid to work. do the work. Um, and so, you know, subconsciously I knew like, Hey, this is going to show people that they can trust me. They can yeah. rely on me to get their job done, whether it's working mm -hmm. on something on a computer or it's, you know, me working yeah, on something in like my yard. That. So it doesn't take much people to see something a few times and mm -hmm. that resonates with them. And it clicks in their mind that like, that's part of your brand. Like, Oh, Valerie's into home improvement, or she's a hard worker. Like I gave an example. Um, we talked a few weeks ago where I have a road bike and I'm not a regular cyclist, but like every now and then, like once a month, I go out for a long ride and I'll post about it. And people will come up to me like, Oh, you're a cyclist. Like, well, I don't know if I'm a cyclist. Like, <laughs> I just ride every now and then, but I post about it and you think I'm a cyclist now yeah. because you make that connection. You see it every now and then. And people don't think about the passage of time between you know, the last post, whatever it may be. So that's why right. I say going back to, if you posted once a week on LinkedIn about an article or a book that you read, uh, people, you know, once a month or once a week, uh, at the end of all that time, all people are going to think is, man, she is always reading books or right. sharing articles. Like she is a voracious reader or learner. It's like you said, and it's going to be part of your brand. Yeah. Yeah. That's the consistency too, I think is, is key here. Um, and, yeah. and not expecting that people are going to understand that just from one specific thing. But I think, you know, be, the, the word I love 
from what you started off with. And then it came to mind just now as you were talking is the word thoughtful, because mm. it's not that we're trying to be manipulative right. in this. It's not that we're trying to be, you know, fake or whatever. It's, we just are trying to be thoughtful of how are we showing up in the world? Um, and if me posting uh, a picture in front of, you know, a Lamborghini in my driveway or me yeah. out, you know, driving around and like, what's that going to tell people, right. you know, like, I just try to be very thoughtful of like, what is, how is this going to come across? Are people going to mm-hmm. want to engage with me more or yep. is this going to push them off? So yep. I love that you're putting this into the personal brand space and the career space. Yeah. Um, you know so I, I just thought of there, sorry to interrupt you. It's just that idea of the, I'm the, I'm always trying to be very thoughtful about what I'm putting out there uh, to be my brand. And again, not to be manipulative. I try to be authentic in what I do. I share vulnerable posts as well. It's not like, oh, let me always just set things up and make them look like like my life is great. Um, But I try to be thoughtful. But at the same time, I think there's a balance because a lot of times people overthink, and I do this too, like, oh, what are people going to think? And then they talk themselves out of posting something. And I've done this myself many times. And I think it's better to be out there than not, right? Even if you think like, oh, this isn't perfect. I'm not sure how people would react Um, because I just want, I'm posting, my goal is usually to post every day on LinkedIn. And then I'll post usually on LinkedIn or Instagram and other places as well, but to be out there as much as possible, because I want people to think of me like when, whether I'm it's to inspire them and help them or for corporate businesses to hire me, whatever it may be, uh, you know, when the, when the time comes, when they have a need, they're going to think like, who do I know? And if it's been six months since you posted something, they're probably going to forget about you no matter how great you are. Yeah. Um, and if, but if it was every day, they'd be like, yeah, that guy, Andy's always on my feed talking about career development. And now <laughs> I have this need, like I should probably reach out to him. And so I'm thinking about that a lot too, like be thoughtful, but don't overthink it because you, you I think, you know, I go to the kind of the Gary V school of content, maybe not like 20 pieces of content a day, but like we need to be consistently putting stuff out there to get in front of people. Yeah, there was, um, it's my new favorite quote is a a John Steinbeck quote, which is um, now that you don't have to be perfect, you can be good. Yes. And um, I just, I love that because the goal is not perfection. I see this with clients a lot where like they just get hung up on things Mm. being done just so. And as a result, then there's huge gaps in their posting and on social media, that is it's not doing you any favors. So, um, yeah, yeah. You want to stay top of mind with people, regardless of whether you are building your personal brand in your personal career, or you are trying to grow like a company. So, um, so yeah, I'm curious, like if you were to think back through like how you've marketed yourself to your, your network, what have been some things that stick out to you? And it's like, Hey, that was a really you know, successful thing that I did that got me some good results. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll take this from a couple different approaches. One is more of the like philosophical connecting with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the things that I've done really well that have brought me great results in um, getting people to relate to things that I'm posting, um, to want to potentially take action, to to react favorably, is that most of the content I create, and I know a lot of people do this, most of the content I create is either for me 
or for my younger self. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I know in marketing, it's important to like know your avatar, right? Or know who you are speaking to or you're trying to market to. Well, for me, it's pretty easy because I'm usually speaking to myself or myself, you know, five or 10 years back. Like, what did I wish I knew? Mm. Here are the things that the lessons I'm learning, Here are the things that I wish I knew. And therefore I know there's going to be a lot of people that can relate to that because even though we believe that we are all unique snowflakes and nobody is like us and nobody has the same problems or the same feelings, the truth of the matter is almost everything that we struggle with almost everything that we're excited about, almost everything we enjoy. There are also thousands or millions of other people who also can relate to that, right? And have the same challenges. And so if you've found a way to overcome some challenges and you share that, there are going to be people that can benefit from that. So a lot of the content I share um, is geared towards that advice. I want to like give myself like, oh yeah, I forgot this lesson. Let me remind myself and I'll just go ahead and post it and remind other people. Mm. Um, Tactical things that I've done that have worked really well for me. Uh, I have three podcasts. So podcasting over the years has been really beneficial just to have like regular content going out, getting into people's ears, uh, doing interview format shows like what you're doing right here. uh, Allowed me to connect with so many other influential people in different spaces, uh, whether it be clients, partners, friends, uh, all kinds of stuff over the last, you know, five years I've been podcasting now. Nice. Uh, that's been really beneficial, you know, along with that building a network of influential people who can support each other has always been really, really helpful. Um, you know, sharing content on a consistent basis, I think has, and, and focusing on LinkedIn, which is the platform for me because I'm in the corporate space uh, has been really uh, successful for me. And again, like I think consistency over trying to be perfect because I've had many days where I didn't get hardly any reactions to my posts, but I keep putting stuff out there and trying to get better. And I always have clients who tell me like, oh, I've seen, I see your stuff all the time on LinkedIn, even if they don't react to it, right? They see it. Um, Getting personal with, uh, even with LinkedIn and other places and and sharing openly about my life allows people to really connect with me. Um, And then like also on a tactical level, uh, I've hosted a conference. I've hosted two virtual summits. Uh, the, the virtual summits were really great for building a bigger audience and building my email list, uh, connecting with other speakers and, and influential people. Um, having a book has probably been the biggest thing that I've done. I know you have a book as well. Right. Like, it's the beast. biggest thing. The beast to do. It's a yeah, lot of work. It's a hard thing to do, but it's the biggest mm-hmm. impact as far yeah. as um, building brand and like marketing my brand and who I am and getting a message out there. Uh, caveat to that which is that you know this as well as I do, you can't just publish a book and expect that it's going to boost your brand or people are going to find you like, because yeah. they're not going to find it, right? And we can talk about all the things I do to market my book because I'm constantly marketing it. Um, but having that as like a centerpiece of my brand uh, and it's something that I can always showcase and point people back to uh, has been just huge for me and my brand and my business. And I'm building my whole business around it essentially now. Uh, so it could be something else. It doesn't always have to be a book, uh, but a book is a really great marketing piece because it's something that showcases to people that you know something, right? Like yeah. the the root of authority is author. And when people see that you published a book, it changes something in their mind. And, they, and, and it does this for me all the time. I have friends that publish books and it's the same friend that I knew before, but I'm like, oh, she's an author now. Like she must know a lot of, like I think of her, you know, think of right? me differently. Right. That happens. To, I, I noticed the switch in my mind when people. Right. Books. So I know other people think that way as well. 
Um, and so, you know, I, I'm not an advocate of just publishing a book just to, just to do it, right? Uh, I think there need, really needs to be a great message there, uh, but that's a, a foundational piece to everything I do and is a great marketing piece as well. Wow. Okay. So you just shared off a ton of things that have been helpful. I love that. And um, I'm a huge advocate for the book as well. Um, I think that's such a great tool that can be used if you position it properly. You can you can use that book over and over and over again for years yeah. and years and years. Never. So, um, and I've I've watched you do that now for a few years. So that's that's been fun to see. Um, is there something you've tried? In, in terms of marketing your brand that hasn't worked well? And how did you turn that experience into, like, how did you, how did you turn that or how did you respond to that when it didn't go well? Yeah, I mean, I've tried a lot of things over the years, whether it be like business things or marketing. Um, you know, I mentioned I hosted a couple of virtual summits. Both of them went pretty well, not like amazing, but both pretty good. Um, I've tried some ad campaigns in the past that didn't, I don't think I really got much benefit from. Um, I have tried launching some different products, uh, courses, communities that didn't really sell much in like the B to C space. Mm -hmm. I found that for some reason, I've just had no success going that route, even though I do put a lot of content out there to help individuals. Um, my niche and where I found all of my success seems to be on the, you know, on the corporate side of things. Um, I'm trying to think of like on a mark from a marketing perspective, like what have I done? I think because I operate on such a micro level, it's like daily posts, that kind of thing that, you know, there's just been a lot of, I, I mean, I, I, I can tell you, I've spent hours and hours creating posts that have done nothing, right? It's <laughs> just like right. nobody, like one, like nobody Crickets. reacted to this, <laughs> did not get the reaction I thought it would. Uh, and it can be so frustrating sometimes. And I see other people doing things that are getting, you know, tons of engagement. And some of those I try to mimic and some of those I'm like, no, that's just not something I'm going to do. Uh, and so I'm always learning and watching other people. And then I think we got to kind of adapt. Um, I have like lately, I would say, I, I think the, the, from a marketing social media perspective, the craze is in creating like creative videos for Instagram reels and TikTok. Mm -hmm. And I've really struggled there. I'm certainly not against it. Like I want to jump in there. I've created a few videos um, and they just haven't done, you know, not very many people watched them. And that's because I haven't gotten very creative with them, right? I kind of just do the trital, like, oh, let me go talk to a camera for one minute and put that up there. Like I've done on LinkedIn and other places. So I think there's a lot of opportunity there to improve. Um, but, you know, and a lesson I've learned in that area <clears throat> for myself and for others is to not try to shy away from those platforms just because like, oh, that's for the kids, right? TikTok is for young kids. Like, no, no, no. There are a lot of people, very successful influencers who are doing great business and impacting a lot of people uh, in all kinds of different areas, right? On TikTok, there's a woman who's making a lot of money doing Excel training on TikTok right now. So it's not like it's, oh, it's just for teenagers to right. sing and dance, right? There's, there's so much opportunity there. So I want to embrace that more. I haven't, uh, I haven't had very much success so far, uh, but I can't think of anything like, because I don't run any like big marketing campaigns that's been, you know, necessarily like a flop. It's just a lot of micro wins and losses. Yeah. Well, one thing I loved about what you just shared was the fact that you had tried targeting more of the B2C, you know, thinking yep. like, oh, these, you know, in my understanding of that is those are individual 
people who might want career coaching or mm -hmm. they're looking to improve their career. Targeting yeah. those people wasn't as successful as targeting the companies and the people within corporations or larger organizations that would come hire you to train or speak to their employees. Right. So what I heard was you tried something, you discovered that that wasn't the right audience, but in that process, you learned who your real audience was. And instead, then you've leaned into that audience. Um, yeah, I've doubled I doubled down on that this year, for sure. Spending yeah. most of my time on the corporate space now. But I love too, the fact that like you are still, because ultimately you are helping individuals, right? Yep. You're selling more to the people and the decision makers within a company, but ultimately they want to help their employees out. They want to right. provide value to their employees. So you're still speaking kind of to that B2C, but you have that subliminal yep. like understanding of, hey, I know that this is ultimately trying to reach the you know, people in the HR department or the people in the training department or whoever within the organization that ultimately is going to hire you. So I love the fact right. that you've tried some things, maybe they didn't work, but you learned something from it and you've leaned into what's working instead of what wasn't. So, oh yeah. And I'm huge on, uh, operating with a growth mindset, uh, you know, based on the book mindset and new psychology for success by Dr. Carol Dweck from Stanford. And I summarize that in the chapter on mindset in my book, because I think it is so important operating with growth mindset, which means you're, you're willing to try different things and not worry so much about failure. Like if I try something, it doesn't work. It's disappointing, but we can learn from it and then make a pivot. And so, yeah, we were, I created the online course. We were trying more of the B2C stuff. I was launching a new community uh, for individuals to join and I just wasn't getting any traction. Meanwhile, I'm seeing all this momentum on the corporate side of my business with companies wanting to hire me to speak and, and train their people. So I'm like, I'm not going to try to force something that's not working. I'm going to go double down on what is working. Yeah. And I have tons and tons of relationships from being in consulting for, you know, 10 years in the corporate space. So let me go double down on that, uh, you know, join a, a community, get a coach and, and help and like really focus my time on doing the corporate stuff. And it seems to be paying off. That's awesome. I love that. Um, if people want to get more from you, where would you tell them to go look? Well, there's so many places. I'm all over the place. So, <laughs> he mentioned a few. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, if you're interested in the book, the book is called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. It's available on Amazon. Uh, I also have free resources on my website, uh, including uh, the five steps to owning your career, the top five most common career mistakes that people make, uh, some other personal things that I use, like my morning routine uh, to achieve more success. That's all on the website, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus, ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus. Uh, I've got three podcasts, as we mentioned, the Own Your Career Show, the Talent Development Hot Seat, my NFT journey, and I'm active on all the social channels, LinkedIn being the most, uh, but Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well, and TikTok. So hit me up. <laughs> and TikTok. Well, there you have it. You've just heard some amazing advice about personal branding for your career and how to start owning your career and ultimately owning your life from my friend, Andy Storch. So Andy, thanks so much for joining me today and sharing just some amazing wisdom with everyone. Thank you, Valerie. And if I could leave one thing with your listeners, uh, it's to remember that nobody cares more about your career than you do, right? Hopefully uh, your mom is around and she really cares about you. You might have a great manager who cares about you, but really ultimately nobody cares more about your career than you do. So you've got to be the one to own it. You've got to be the one to figure out where you want to go, what you want to achieve, 
uh, set some goals and, and put the time out there to take action. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thanks, Andy, for that last little mic drop. And uh, make sure to check out the show notes to get all of the links to Andy's different podcasts and his resources. Thanks again, Andy. Thank you. If you liked what you just heard, please hit subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes. And while you're at it, go ahead and leave us a review. That not only helps us out, but it helps others discover great interviews just like this one.